Christmas Day I saw three ships come sailing in On Christmas Day in the morning in those ships all three on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day and what was in those ships all three on Christmas Day in the morning Our Savior Christ and His Lady on Christmas Day, on Christmas Day Our Savior Christ and His Lady on Christmas Day in the morning Hi, this is Brent White, and welcome to my sermon podcast. Today is the first Sunday in Advent, and today I'm beginning a series of short devotionals each day through Christmas. Of course, I'll continue to podcast my sermons here as well. Each Advent podcast will feature some music from my extensive collection of Christmas records. You're listening right now to John Anderson the lead singer of the band Yes, and his version of Three Ships from his amazing album of the same name, which came out in 1985. I might also occasionally feature snippets of audio from movies and Christmas TV specials. Regardless, I pray that this new series of devotionals will be a blessing to you. Today's scripture is from Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 7 and verse 15. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And now skipping ahead to verse 15. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Where does the Christmas story begin? You might say it begins in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 1 and 2. Matthew tells the Christmas story from Joseph's perspective and features the evil King Herod and the Magi from the East who come following a miraculous star. Or you might say that it begins in the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2, which tells the Christmas story from Mary's perspective, which features Elizabeth and Zechariah, the parents of John the Baptist, along with shepherds abiding in the fields. This is the scripture that Linus famously reads in A Charlie Brown Christmas. You might even say that the Christmas story begins in John's gospel, which tells us that in the beginning, the word, that is God's son, the second person of the Trinity, was with God and the word was God and that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Although the word is eternal and had no beginning, John tells us the word became flesh. And this happened when, by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ was conceived in Mary's womb and was born at Christmas. 
But the Christmas story doesn't begin in these three Gospels in the New Testament. It begins much earlier. In fact, it begins near the beginning in Genesis chapter 3. It begins when Satan, in the guise of a serpent, tempts Adam and Eve to doubt the goodness and trustworthiness of God and his word. He tempts them to eat the fruit of the forbidden tree, thus becoming like God himself, or so he led them to believe. With that, the first couple fell into sin, and the rest of us human beings followed along with them. As a result, all of us have sinned, Paul tells us in Romans 3. All of us fall short of the glory of God. And unless God takes the initiative to save us, we are lost in our sins. We deserve death. We deserve God's judgment and hell. That is, eternal separation from God. But there is good news. Even in this tragic recounting of humanity's first sin, there is good news. Look at verse 15. In that verse, God is talking to the serpent, who is Satan, And here he is speaking figuratively. I will put enmity between you, by which he means Satan, and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He, referring to this offspring of Eve, shall bruise or crush your head, and you, meaning Satan, shall bruise his heel, meaning the heel of the woman's offspring. This is the earliest announcement of the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, please notice, we expect scripture to say something like, the offspring of the woman shall bruise the heads of the offspring of the serpent, or the children of the woman shall bruise the head of the children of the serpent, since this will take place at some point in the future. But that's not quite what it says. Instead, it says, this son, which is singular, not plural, this son who will bru- who will be born at, at some point in the future will crush the head not of some descendant of the serpent, but of the serpent himself, the very same serpent who led humanity into sin. This verse looks ahead to Christmas, when Christ comes into the world and wins a decisive victory over Satan. But notice the victory will come at a cost to the son. The serpent will bruise his heel, but because of the resurrection, the son will not ultimately be destroyed. Of course, Christ won this victory in a most unusual way, and he won it in part because of a tree. What does the scripture say about Jesus? Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree, Deuteronomy 21, 23. The tree that tempted Jesus was the cross, but the outcome of Jesus's temptation was very different from the outcome of the temptation of the first couple. God told Adam and Eve, if you obey my word concerning this particular tree, you'll live forever. Adam didn't obey and he died and the rest of humanity died along with him. God told Jesus, if you obey my word concerning this particular tree, that is the cross, you'll die a God-forsaken death and experience abandonment by me. But Jesus, unlike Adam, obeyed, even though it meant death, so that the rest of humanity might live forever. Ultimately, this is the good news that we celebrate at Christmas time.